Thanks for tuning in. This is Marcus Curtis, the better half of the MedVets, alongside Keith Palmer, one half of the MedVets, two brothers that are brothers making it happen. The MedVets is a show where entrepreneurs and military veterans join guests on the show to discuss some of healthcare's biggest challenges. We both have two unique perspectives in healthcare. The MedVets, healthcare is self-care. And if you don't know, now you know. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to listen and subscribe so you can catch our weekly podcast. Thank you. My name is Ted Jackson, and I'm the uh, chairman and CEO of Ultimate Sacrifice Association. And I want to tell you both, again, you know, appreciate you, Marcus and Keith, for inviting us here today. We've got one of our other core supporters, Mark, over at Checkmark Services. Um, so I want to thank you for that. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Ultimate Sacrifice. Uh, Ultimate Sacrifice is a group of passionate and determined firefighters, law enforcement, U.S. military, and executive problem solvers. And we really do want to make a difference. Uh, what we do is provide specific and distinct quality of life mm -hmm. services for critically injured firefighters, law enforcement, and U.S. military and their families, of course, if they're deceased. And we take care of the children, injured children and sick children of, of firefighters and law enforcement. We can get into that a little bit later of why we do that. Okay. Uh, we don't do that for the veteran children, and basically it's because they're taken care of. Great. Um, so let me talk to you about uh, some information you may not be familiar with. Firefighters and law enforcement. A lot of challenges there, we know, of course, but when they're injured, what if a police officer is shot? What if a firefighter is burned or crushed? You know, we, we, I uh, should tell you that the ultimate sacrifice currently has a police officer with a bullet behind their eye, paralyzed police officers, another one who was just shot in the head. Mm -hmm. Folks, uh, it's a workman's comp claim with all the challenges. You just can't go down and use your health care coverage. Mm -hmm. So all those challenges, and in most of these cities around the country, if you can't return to work within one year, you're terminated. You're no longer insurable from an insurance standpoint, and many times your injuries won't allow you to return to any work anyway. Wow. To kind of give you an example, uh, one of our 40 firefighters who just passed away, 30 surgeries, only 20 were paid for, and they were terminated after 13 years of service, lost a leg, uh, got $600 a month for a family of four. And of course, how do you get more money? Well, you got to fight for a settlement. And yeah. that's a challenge. Do they have lawyers helping them out? Well, I guess if they hire one, <laughs> right? They're not. They're not provided. Those services aren't provided, Marcus. Unfortunately. Uh, so those are some real big challenges. The VA for the military side has got a lot better, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of, still a lot of challenges there, and many veterans are not close to a VA hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got one of our heroes down in uh, Rio Grande Valley that is still fighting to save his legs mm -hmm. and dealing with the VA. Uh, trying to get the latest and greatest, not the old 1970s fix action, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that cost yeah. money. Yeah. What got your interest in wanting to help out, be involved, you know, with uh, firefighter police officers? Well, it's rather interesting. First of all, I'm a 20-year veteran. Okay. And uh, so I understand the challenges associated with that for injured heroes. The other thing is... Um, Many years ago, I had a company called Vets to Techs, okay. and we worked with 
the city of Irving. We built a 28,000 square foot training center, on and on and on. We contracted with Ericsson and other companies to take veterans, okay. pay them their full salary while they're going to school. We took no GI Bill money. That can be a little strange sometimes. Of course, I've done that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, they had a guaranteed job when they came out in the telecom industry. Got it, okay. Well, so there are all these businesses that supposedly were helping veterans. This was my first exposure to the, we're not really helping veterans. We're, we're using that to build our brand. Yeah. And as I was unable to get veterans that all these folks claimed to have, mm -hmm. uh, I started getting a little angry. So that was one. Mm -hmm. now, I'm going to fix this in my own mind, I'm thinking. Then my son-in-law became a police officer. Okay. And on the SWAT team. And then, like most Americans, I had no clue. What do you mean a workman's comp claim if you're shot? <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. so uh, those are really the factors that were the genesis mm -hmm. for starting Ultimate Sacrifice Association, or USA, like we like to call it. Right? Right. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved, because I had no idea that if an officer or firefighter was injured, they had to go through workers comp, you know, and especially if it's not their fault. So that really, for me, really got my interest in wanting to be involved with Ultimate Sacrifice Association. A couple of years ago, I, I attended a, um, um, one of the uh, firehouses, you know, with you. All right. And Mark did as well. Yeah. And, you know, the, the programs weren't familiar with Ultimate Sacrifice Association. When you went there and spoke with them, they were interested. But what do you? Th I did sense some hesitation. Why do you think there was some hesitation? Do you think people were coming at them every day trying to offer something, just selling them a, a, a bill of goods. And I know you personally. Um, I know that you have the best interest for firefighters and police officers. But what do you think their hesitation may have been? That's an excellent question. Okay. Because I, you know, I keep pamphlets with me and business cards. So yeah. if I see an officer or a firefighter, regardless of going to the actual fire departments like we did as teams, uh, yeah. or going to police stations, which I do periodically. Mm -hmm. There's this, what are you trying to sell me? Got and it. I finally got it figured out that there's a lot of people trying to sell them these insurance policies if they're injured. I think that's part of it Okay. right there. I had no idea. I'm not trying to sell you anything. So of what course. I do now, mm -hmm. when I walk up to an officer with my little pamphlet, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Those are my first words. And mm -hmm. then it kind of, and then we go through it. And I also, you know, let them know that, you know, the average American doesn't know it's a workman's comp claim if you're injured. Shockingly, some of them don't either. Yeah. And that's because, you know, they signed the paperwork, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like the military. <laughs> you don't understand it all when you <laughs> sign the paperwork. Anyway, uh, the challenges of getting footprint around the country without spending everybody's, you know, hard-earned money. And Mark came up with, well, why don't we have a USA ambassador program? There's a lot of firefighters, law enforcement, U.S. military, yeah. who are many retired and would love to help out. Now, of course, let's, that's going to take some screening and background checks. Of course. Yeah. So after the first year, we're launching the USA Ambassador Program nationally. And we'll be looking for a couple of people to start out in each state to be an ambassador. Mm -hmm. And their job will be to do that screening, to be a point of contact, a representative for their area. And uh, if we do any fundraising or events in that city, to be the spearhead. So that's what the ambassador program, it gives us, uh, you know, a force multiplier for a good old military term uh, and a footprint across the country and be able to provide good and decent service. Force multiplier like that. Yeah.
So what we plan on doing with the digital services on Medwell's side is within our suite of digital solutions, we have PACE, which is a patient engagement and reward system. So what we're doing to Assist USA, we are giving patients the opportunity of, instead of taking that gift card, they can donate it. So where the cash that the gift card will be amounted to will then be transferred to USA so that way they can maybe pay for any services that a hero may need or use that really kickstart that going into 2020. Just having that, that feel-good vibe of what you guys you know are, are doing. And I look at it as, you know, I was a, a veteran, so I served. So we look at it as we served so we know what it means to serve others. And, you know, you have the firefighters and police officers who continue to serve. So we want to try to do what we can to serve them in our community. Um, and, you know, a, a couple of years ago, again, it was learning that these injured heroes cannot get a second job. I know the dynamic of these individuals. They don't want to be in home. They don't want to be in bed. They want to be out there functioning and supporting their community. And so that's, again, why we've been involved, you know, for so long. And as, you know, Marcus mentioned, that's why we're putting the programs in alignment with USA so that we can kind of help you guys set the stage. And, and for me, as a, as a business, um, just having that uh, tax donation letter, you know, speaks volumes also. Just being able to provide resources and, you know, a, a number of things for Ultimate Sacrifice Association, just knowing that it's fair market value, knowing that it's recognized by the state. So that's and also, yeah. So that's that's. And really you, if I'm not mistaken, you're a Heroes Hero recipient. I am. Yeah. yeah. Heroes well, I mean, Hero. Now I am. We are. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I can't. I I can't do it by now, myself. From all so, yeah. the things you've done to support our injured heroes, and uh, it's it's very telling, and we appreciate your generosity. Let me tell you, yeah. you and your organizations have been an unbelievable partner for USA, and I mean that, Keith, Marcus, absolutely, and we've got. Mark Goody over here with Checkmark Cleaning Services. He's part of Ultimate Sacrifice as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has been phenomenal, too, in supporting. Okay. Uh, the service and money he donates, I will tell you, as a matter of fact, we wouldn't couldn't survive Got it. at this juncture without his input. Mm -hmm. But all of you have been fantastic. It's, uh, it's made a difference in a lot of people's lives. It's amazing how grateful somebody is, you know, to get a hot water heater yeah. <laughs> or to have the leak on their roof fixed. Businesses that can provide services for a tax donation letter are far more valuable than the cash. Okay. So, as you know, uh, Ferguson, Braswell, Frazier, and Kubasta, the law firm, provides free legal services for our folks. I've got another uh, law firm that provides free legal services. We've got firms that provide other services. I've got a firm that will build ramps on the house. Uh, I can go down this list. I've got a doctor who will, a chiropractor who will do things for folks. Mm -hmm. uh, we were working with Baylor to get a free hospital room, an operating room, so we could do an amputation that Home wasn't common. Home Depot just signed up with us, absolutely. They're going to provide the materials we need here in North Texas. So I, I always appreciate a dollar, but if I'm honest, a firm that has a skill set mm -hmm. to help, like Checkmark, they provide free cleaning of the houses for our injured heroes. You think that's something simple. It's not. Think about that. Mm -hmm. You can't even get up and walk to clean your dishes, right? Yeah. So, Mark, you got any words? 
Thanks for being on the spot. No, it's a good organization. Yeah. And I got into it um, because I know Hiker Ted first <laughs> and yeah. got into it. I, I told Ted when we first got together, I what kind of tugged my heart on this whole thing was um, an accident that my daughter was involved in. We were in the in the mountains four-wheeling mm-hmm. and uh, as a family, several families up there and my daughter and uh, my buddy's daughter on one of the four-wheelers and they went off the side of the mountain mm-hmm. and here come the firefighters and rescues up this mountain and, and where are they and just shoot down the side of this mountain mm-hmm. not everybody died my buddy's daughter died in mm-hmm. this in this accident right in front of us and these these firefighters and all that like you don't know my daughter you don't know his mm-hmm. daughter and you're hurling yourself off the side of this mountain that in a combination of meeting this guy mm-hmm. Ted just I just wanted to get involved yeah we've done a lot of good we've done uh, like Ted said check mark uh, mm-hmm. helps out uh, with a lot of this uh, lot of aspects of it and uh, just going the the one that always sticks out in my mind is uh, the guy Sanger Sanger the Marine Marine yeah you got to tell that real quick you've got a Marine that's in a little farmhouse he's in his mid-20s yeah something like that and this guy he had no legs because one leg missing yeah the other one was injured (laughs) a traumatic brain injury so yes, so this this guy had uh, you know missing limbs, all of this, couldn't get his wheelchair through the doorway. He sat in one room of the any house, doorway, any doorway, because <laughs> it's an old farmhouse with small doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, the guy had to go to the restroom, had to flop down out of his wheelchair, drag himself to the restroom, and then come back. Yeah. And uh, th- you guys were talking about suffering silence. Yeah. This guy sat there, and the entire time we're talking to him, he's like, "Now nah, I got my brothers are out there. There's guys that need this a lot more than I do. Go mm-hmm. help them. Go help them." We had to tell him to stop. Yeah. Be a little. It's not even selfish, but think of yourself. Mm-hmm. We brought in a contractor. We busted out every doorway, including the front door and brickwork. Front door. Mm-hmm. It, that guy can just go through, down, get into a vehicle now. Mm-hmm. All of that. Go to the restroom like a normal human does. Mm-hmm and all of that so yeah I encourage anybody that's listening mm-hmm. sign up if you have a service if you if you want to teach your kids a good lesson and they can take their birthday money or or you know my mother always says love thy neighbor yeah do something for somebody else uh, sign up for a service donate a little bit think about an ambassador if you're in a different state or a different area or something like that it's worth it, it it's good stuff for, for yeah. people that deserve it you know something to piggyback on that, our former firefighter, uh, if you came out of the house, we built ramps on everything, but if you came down the house, I'm going to tell you how this stuff will tug at you. You know, everything we do is tragic, right? It's piggybacking on go help somebody else. That's why they suffer in silence. So we put ramps. So when you come down, you get down to the street level, there's concrete stairs. Mm-hmm. So I had a contractor who was going to tear all that concrete work out and build it as a ramp. He refused. He knows our resources are limited, you know, and we refuse to go use it for somebody else. But the first thing he said, still kind of choke up about it, 
when he rolled his wheelchair out of that house that day. This is the first time in six months I've been able to go outside to meet my wife when she gets home from work. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. Quality of life. That is our mission exclusively. Not put a check in a trust that your kid can use in 18 years. Mm -hmm. Quality of life now. And some of these folks we've made five-year commitments to. There's a lot of people out there that have, can do a lot of things and a lot of people that need a lot of things. And all we want to do is just be the middleman to get those together. And they're honorable people that need it because they served. Not they don't need it because they've screwed up their personal life, right? Mm -hmm. These are folks who've been on the front line while we go have a bunch of fun. Mm -hmm. Right? So are there more other organizations and businesses that can get involved? Or what about like individuals? Like if I just want to donate my time to help assist USA or that, a hero? That's the second part that I was talking about. It's two parts. They're on the website. You can volunteer. And how they get a hold of us, you know, whenever they do, it has to be service-connected. And it's an email or a phone call. Okay. We verify it's service-connected, and then all everything else is taken care of. And what I mean by taken care of, I remember before I mentioned quality of life. Mm -hmm. So we'll cut your grass. We'll fix your hot water heater. Mm -hmm. We'll transport you to the hospital. We'll get food and uh, bread and milk for you. People don't think about that. Mm -hmm. We've had officers with no family. Nobody brings them food and milk, and they can't walk. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds so simple. But it's difficult. Uh, we'll help with doctor bills. Uh, we will, you know, do anything. We'll build ramps. We'll open up the doors in your house, you know, okay. so you can get a wheelchair. I mean, we can go down the list. But it's all quality of life. We don't send money. Mm -hmm. uh, money corrupts, and we don't do that. So service connected, a phone call or an email, we verify it. And uh, then we'll do an analysis to see what you need, what your family needs. Mm -hmm and prioritize that. Okay. Okay? What is a phone number or email that they can use to reach you to, if, if they would like to get involved with USA Services? The best way is to go to <clears throat> ultimatesacrificeassociation.org <clears throat> and right there is apply for services. Got it. Someone will call you back within 24 hours, mm -hmm. usually a lot less, mm -hmm. but that's worst case. But I, again, I want to just give a closing here. All of you, Marcus, Mark, Keith, uh, I could not have done this and my team could not have done this without your support. And it's cri critical as we go into 2020. I need it still. Mm -hmm. Our injured heroes need it. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Ted and Mark, for being on this podcast and joining us today. And again, if you're listening, check out ultimatesacrificeassociation.org. Um, we'll also post it on our social sites and their social platforms as well. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Thank everybody. Be safe.